0: Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Showska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well... Judging by the watch on my wrist, which doesn't have a date, but I do know it's November 1st at noon, and this is news that you can use from YAA. Oh, it's just another beautiful Monday and the start to another big week for our big show. All right, Pops. All right. I like the energy. How are you doing today? I am, you know, you, some people might think that I'm hopped up on, uh, on uh, Halloween candy, but I don't do candy. What do you do, Dad? I did Coca-Cola last (laughs) night.
1: Yes. Pops, today we are going to cover a few topics. Primarily, we're going to focus our attention on the chip shortage. We've got some new data. We had all of the Q3 earnings reports from the dealers, the automakers. We've got a lot of interesting insights on the chip side of things. We're going to dive into that, and it's pretty interesting what's going on. Then we're going to touch on $20,000 cars. can Can you... Can you wave goodbye to them, Dad? Because they are gonzo. (laughs) Bye-bye. So there are seven vehicles you can buy for under $20,000. Can
0: can I say one thing before you? I remember in 1977 when I started in the car business, and I was at a Nissan store, and we sold what was, well, at that time, okay, it was was Datsun, and we had the Honeybee and the Honey Bee was a B210. It was yellow, and it had, like, uh, bee wings on the side that said Honey Bee. And if I remember correctly, the list price was, like, under (laughs) (laughs) $1,800, okay? (laughs) It was, like, $1,797. It must have had $12.17 worth of markup built into it. But now, today... You know, like you were saying, there's there's only seven vehicles that fall into the category of under twenty thousand. Who the hell's supposed to buy these cars?
1: <laughs> we're gonna dig into it. We're gonna dig into it because I also then did a bit of an investigation and put it back on the YAA website. You can't actually find any of them specced at under twenty thousand dollars. So I did some research to find them out of inventory. Not that much. I do also want to mention, we're then going to talk about the IIHS small SUV safety rankings. Wow. They upped uh, the ante on one of their side crash uh, tests in terms yes. of uh, the speed and the weight for the test, and only one vehicle got a good rating on that. We'll dive into that data as well.
0: Yes, that 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 is some scary stuff because there's a lot of popular midsize SUVs in there, and well... I don't know if it were me driving, I'd do everything to have a head-on collision instead of getting hit by the, on the side. And, Pops, before we jump
1: into the chip shortage data, we've got from MPGXSVCD, who's joined us here live on YouTube. We're also live on Twitch, Facebook Live as well. My Carvana offer went down about $1,000 from last week. Could it be used car prices have finally peaked? I'm going to just wave the flag and say we'll be doing a used car market update tomorrow. We have the latest data from Blackbook. And we've noticed in the past that Carvana offers at the beginning or when a month changes can drastically change, like when their month change, when the month changes and their business objectives change can be totally different than the prior month. And then it kind of like evens out throughout the month.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a week from now or two weeks from now, your offer from Carvana is right back up or above what what it had been last week two more
1: comments and then we're hopping into the chip shortage update nathan says dude i want that shirt both of these shirts are for sale on our teespring i don't know like if someone in the chat knows where our teespring url is please put it in the chat i don't know (laughs) it is i'm so bad at merch but but anyway uh thank you um or if it's a taxable my dad's wearing if it's taxable it's negotiable it's looking good and then demarquis black Hello, guys. Saved money again on a car. Thanks to you all. I also bought a service contract from YAA and saved even more money. I even had a great convo with Miss Kimberly Klein. Thanks.
0: Well, you're welcome. You know, the only thing I didn't like about that comment was the fact that he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. But that's okay. I I, I still love the folks in the Dallas area. Exactly. All
1: right, Pop. So there were two articles in Automotive News this morning that I thought we could dive into on the chip shortage front. Okay? Absolutely. First, let's just start with the raw numbers, okay? I like it raw. Give me the numbers. Nearly nine out of every 10 vehicles cut from global production plants... We're going to have to let someone know plants. Plants. Last week, we're from North American plants. So last week, Dad, 63,000 vehicles were trimmed from production worldwide. Nine out of 10 of those were here in North America, 56,000.
0: that that's not that that indicates to me that the domestic manufacturers in this country still haven't figured out exactly how to uh, how to navigate this chip shortage um which and, did you see the
1: other headline i didn't queue it up for today's show but it was something along the lines of like detroit's big 3 know how to handle the chip shortage and it's like what are you talking about
0: yeah yeah they no they
1: don't find it. yeah yeah here it is detroit 3 <laughs> learning how to live with chip shortage it's like yeah no, yeah, you,
0: you know what they're learning how to do? Build a lot less cars and provide their dealer body with a lot less inventory to sell from. That's what they've learned how to do. And like,
1: it's not working. We saw earnings from last week, which were down. GM's uh, net profit, net income was down 40%. Um, it was just a few weeks ago, dad, that globally 200,000 vehicles were cut from production. Um, And it's important to note that European factories didn't suffer any losses last week. It was just in North America and in Asia. And again, 9 out of 10 vehicles lost in production due to the chip shortage last week were here in North America.
0: Yes. It's unfortunate the chip shortage, which is real, um, uh, is still going on. Um, There there doesn't seem to be – there seems to be more warnings from manufacturers and dealer personnel. And the dealer
1: ones, the like – the one i really want to hit on here in the yes middle.
0: they they seem to understand that this could this could last throughout all of 2022 and perhaps even into 2023 so it would indicate to me that to some degree the manufacturers are um leveling a little bit with their dealer bodies a little which, bit which then
1: which then they in this other article that again didn't queue up, so so sorry to do this to you, Pops. But, I mean, there's a quote here. This is from that article, which is Detroit Big Three. Yes. Learning how to live with chip shortage. Ford predicting increased volume in the final months of 2021 raised its full-year guidance for earnings and said it would pay shareholders a $0.10 quarterly dividend for the first time since the pandemic began. GM this week plans to resume production of the Malibu for the first time since February, an indication that its chip supplies are stable enough to build even its lowest-priority vehicles. And Stellantis reported 14% lower revenue but reaffirmed its full-year profit margin guidance uh, while predicting a moderate improvement on chip supply through the remainder of the year, juxtaposed with dad we have the leadership from auto nation penske group one all saying hey this looks really bad
0: yes
1: (sighs) like that's this other article here is help me make sense of this dad we've got all the OEMs saying to wall street we're good and then you have all the dealer groups saying we've made the most money we've ever made but we're really scared how the hell do you reason any of this
0: well they're they're really scared because they don't have the inventory to continue um you know their their average day supply of inventory at the at the major um, public retailers, the Auto Nations, Lithia, Penske, Sonic Group One. Um, they they're all somewhere between ten and fifteen day supply at their dealerships. Dealerships that would normally have two hundred cars, new vehicles, might have twenty five or thirty. Well, if you are a new car franchise dealer, that's not sustainable. That doesn't sustain your business. Even though you're making more per car than you've ever made, if you are suddenly only selling 10% of what you normally were, uh, you can't make enough per car to bring in the same type of revenues that you were in the past. So, That's why these public groups are scared, because they don't know where the new car inventory is going to come from. They're all scrambling to increase their used car businesses, because they realize they have to. But somewhere along the line, their corporate partners, as the manufacturers like to see themselves, have to figure out how to mitigate the chip shortage, how to produce a greater number of cars, so that these dealers can at least have maybe 50% of the of the inventory that they used to have so that, I don't know, they can, they can keep operating because at a certain point, if you don't have anything to sell, but you have people that want to buy it, that, that doesn't, that doesn't work.
1: But I guess what I'm trying to get at that is there's mixed messaging, right? We looked at the data. Yeah. Yeah. The mixed messaging is huge, right? We looked at the data, nine out of 10 vehicles taken out of production this past week because of the chip shortage were here in the, in North America. Yes. Okay. Then you have all of the, the automakers, the actual OEMs saying, hey, our profits are way down, our revenues are way down, but our guidance for the rest of this year is great. We're fine. We're going to do better than, than we even told you before. Then you have you know, the Mike Jacksons of the world, the CEOs and presidents of AutoNation, the Roger Penske of the world saying, hey, we like this and everything. We're making a ton of money, but like, we don't know how long it's going to last, and we're nervous about that. And one of the things that I found really fascinating from this article, let me pull it back up here, right here. Some retailers estimate that supply situation has at its low and We'll start turning from here. We only know as much as the OEMs provide us in terms of information flow on inventory, and that's a bit unpredictable right now. This is from Group 1, which is one of the largest uh, mm-hmm. in the United States, uh, president of U.S. and Brazil operations. But based on what we see, we think we're in a trough. Like, what the hell does any of that even mean? It's 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 no one knows when it's going to get better. And everyone that we're talking to is wa- starting to wave the flag and say it's not going to be anytime soon, like IE beginning of next year. We're not going to flip the calendar year and we're going to be set.
0: Well, I, I would think that the vehicle manufacturers, um, they don't want to scare their investors, so they don't want to say, oh, my God, we're going to wet the bed during the fourth quarter we're not going to a be able to produce cars and be be able to make any type of money. Oh, so we think we're going to project. Okay. And that's all it is is a projection. They're going to project that they're still going to hit what they, what they set out at the beginning of the year to be their, their uh, profit structures for the year. Well, they, 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 they very well might not, but, um, they don't want to panic their investors they don't want to have a giant sell- off of their stocks um, They don't want that to maybe happen till what is it the first quarter of next year when they report fourth quarter earnings uh, you know and 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 I think my guess would be that they're hoping that they'll have a handle on this by then. Um, I suppose they probably won't but that's the hope and and the retailers, the public retailers also have an obligation to their stockholders and they're telling their stockholders a slightly different story um, because they can't get straight answers from their, the manufacturers. Um, So it's, it's kind of like, it's all happening in a vacuum. It's all, it's all happening in a mushroom farm in Kennett square, (laughs) Pennsylvania. Okay. Where it's dark, damp and covered in poo. Okay, and and, and that's that's the auto industry, both on the manufacturing end and the retail end of it, at the moment. It's unfortunate, but true, because there's just not enough information out there for anybody to really know what the heck is going on.
1: Yeah, and so later this week, we should have, or maybe at the beginning of next week, updated inventory levels broken down by manufacturers, so stay tuned for that. Tomorrow, like we said before, we'll have a used car market update. And again, just to flash it on the screen here, the total breakdown of vehicles lost to production due to the chip shortage. The announced number is closing in on $10 million so far in 2021, expecting nearly $11 million. Uh, for this year, in terms of vehicles lost in production, so those are the numbers. We'll continue to keep track of them, um, and we have the data back on the YAA website as well. The links down below in the in the description of the
0: video. And and Zach, in that other article about the retailers, I believe there was a chart in there that showed the difference between day supply uh, from last year to this year. Um, and and I I don't I just know that all the publics that the, the day supply was 10 to 15 days. Um, a year ago, it was in the 40-day supply per retailer. Now, let's face it, a year ago is not the time that we should be comparing it to because what you really would want to compare it to was September 30th of 2019, pre-pandemic, which would give you a clearer picture as to what the normal inventory levels would have been or should have been expected to be for this year. But let's break
1: it down, though, Pops. It is on the screen right now. You, You should see it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even I can read that. It's big enough for me to read it.
1: Asbury's at a 12-day supply a year ago was 47. AutoNation 10 a year ago 43. Group 114 Lithia 24. Penske 12. Sonic 10. Everyone a year ago was either 40 or 50 in terms of day supply. And even just a few months ago, the the day supply has dropped considerably. Penske, kind of like more, most precipitously of them all, from 26 yes. down to 12 just since June, end of June.
0: Now, Penske does include their their uh, operations out of England, um, out of the United Kingdom as part of that. But, you know, truth be told, the situation is the same or similar in Europe as it is to here at the moment.
1: Yep. Yep. So let's switch gears here in just a second, Pops. We do have we go live on Twitch. We don't understand it. But anytime there's a Twitch comment, we'll pull it up. Do you guys have a graph of total monthly inventory for major manufacturers? Days supply, days of supply can be a little misleading month to month. I'm trying to think, Viking saying, I think we do have something back on the website. Let me queue up this next topic, get my dad talking about it, and I'll try and find it really quick and come back to you. Oh,
0: I th- it sounds like you're putting some pressure on me here. None at all, Pops. None at all. Good.
1: So the second thing I wanted to talk to you, Dad, cars that are affordable, attainable, realistically priced – they're going by the wayside. There was an article in Automotive News, Dad, and it read pretty interestingly. It was, you know, you want to get a, a $20,000, a cheap car, um, that price point is disappearing. We know from some of the other videos that we've created and other, deal, uh, other data we have, new car prices, the average new car price is now over $45,000. I think That's
0: it was 42000 I think in September, the the new car average price Retail price was 45, but I think for the year it's yeah, but the most
1: recent month it was over 45. Yes,
0: yes, which is astronomical
1: if you ask me, but it really is. And used car prices are obviously going up as well. The average used car price was $28,000, uh, is $28,000 for the year. Dad, I found seven vehicles that are actually under $20,000 new, and so what I did here is we put this back up on the YAA website. Under $20,000 cars, there's only seven options. I thought we could go through them. And I did something interesting here, Dad. I actually tried to see how much inventory I could find. I was using the tools we have back on YA, the market price reports. Um, It's like impossible.
0: (laughs) uh, Can I tell you why it's impossible? Please. And and I can tell you from experience. The reason it's impossible is, A, the manufacturers don't produce a lot of their base entry-level cars. They just don't and
1: especially okay.
0: this year. Yeah, because there, there's a there's very little markup or margin in it for them and for the dealer body. Two, the dealers don't order them because they don't get them allocated. Okay. Dealers aren't really interested in having entry-level cheap automobiles that might have Twelve dollars and seventeen cents worth of profit built into it from from MSRP to, to invoice. Um, I, I remember when we when we had the Honeybee or we had cheap Centra's, and literally there was one Centra that we had the base model Centra, and it had like a hundred ninety three dollars profit built into it. What well, year was this? This was in the eighties, but but still, I, who wants to sell a car? That has a hundred. I mean, you get MSRP for the car, and and nothing more. And you've made for the dealership hundred ninety three dollars. And out of that hundred ninety three dollars, you have to pay your management team. You have to pay your salesperson. You know that. How's anybody supposed to make a living doing that? So, dealers weren't really interested in stocking those cars. So, if the manufacturer's not really interested in building them, and the dealer's not really interested in stocking them, well, then, and you're a customer who's really interested in buying one, you're really going to be limited as to where you might be able to find that car. And that's why, if you if you look, you can't find anything
1: yeah like legitimately you can't find anything and it's and it's truly remarkable the amount of options that you have nowadays are incredibly limited because used car prices have appreciated so much as well one of the vehicles that's on here so let's run through that let's run through the seven that are on the list and let me share how much inventory i was actually able to find in stock inventory not coming soon but in stock inventory I'll toss this in the chat really quick in case anyone little inception there for you.
0: Now, in-stock inventory is stuff that's listed on the dealer's website, but is it listed as in-transit or literally in-stock?
1: Exactly. And I anything that was listed as in-transit, I didn't include that. Gotcha. Because the Kia Rio here, uh huh. I found 10 of them. Nationally? Nationally. And like three of those said in-stock, but they had photos. So I was like, okay, I think they're just updating the website. Nashley, 10 that actually had an MSRP under 20000 dollars You can get one built. I built one this morning. Yes. For seventeen thousand one hundred and forty-five dollars. Okay. You Look,
0: no, 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 no. Let me correct you. You could order one. I almost would guarantee you, you can't get one built. <laughs> correct. <laughs> but but you could go in and you could talk to your Kia dealer and ask them to please put in an order for what?
1: Yes. And then even even at with this MSRP being below twenty thousand dollars you're out the door Uh which if you remember guys we have back on the website uh the out the door calculator uh it's back on this page just go take a peek there the out the door price including taxes and fees and all that fun stuff probably still going to get you over twenty thousand dollars in this market and this is what i was seeing a lot of dad when i was running the market price reports this this car is sold and it had an eighteen thousand one hundred thirty five dollar msrp but it had only been on that dealer's website for 10 days, local average eight, right? So there's just not many Kia Rios out there, and they're moving really, really quick.
0: And let's face it, most cars, most new cars that are coming into dealerships today are pre-sold. You know, the cars are allocated, they're in transit to the dealers, the dealers know what inventory is incoming, and they are selling them, they're taking deposits on them, Uh, as incoming vehicles, so that when they hit the dealership, they're not really available to the general public. They're available to the person who left the deposit.
1: Absolutely. And that's like this recurring theme. That's what's so fascinating about the fact that there's, you know, seven vehicles that are actually out there that are under $20,000. But legitimately, until we get to the Mirage and to the Chevy Spark and things like that, there aren't. There really, really aren't seven. There's like none. So we go here, the Subaru Impreza, Dad. Uh-huh. I actually, spec a Subaru Impreza to be under twenty thousand dollars. That's yes. destination fee and everything. I couldn't find a single one in the United States for sale that's in inventory under twenty thousand
0: dollars. Well, considering the fact that Subaru has a five day supply of cars nationally, um, and and my my supposition would be that like three of those cars might be base Imprezas. Yeah, of course you're not going to be able to find one. Volkswagen Jetta. You can build a base Jetta, nineteen thousand yeah. nine
1: hundred and ninety dollars. Not a single one for sale. <laughs> and that
0: would and awesome. that would be in a manual transmission, if I'm not mistaken. You are a hundred
1: percent correct.
0: Which is uh, uh, slowly dying in America today. Absolutely. Yes. The Chevy Spark Dad
1: comes in at nineteen thousand four hundred and ninety dollars. And you can find a heck of a lot of them for sale out there. There were hundreds of Chevy Sparks nationally. A little over 100, I should say. I shouldn't I shouldn't make it sound like there's like 500 or anything like that. Yeah. But I found over 100 that were for sale nationally in the United States. Some of them even sitting on dealer's lots for a little time. So there are plenty of Chevy Sparks out there if you're
0: interested Well, in that. Well, plenty is a relative term. Okay. Plenty
1: compared to the other options. Others,
0: yes. And and when you consider, okay, there was a little more than 100. Um, and. Just out of curiosity, I mean, there must be, what, 4,000 Chevrolet dealers throughout the country? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like there's there's less than one in most stores. There's none in most stores. Yes. Yeah, so you You just have to find the pockets... You have to find the pockets of the country where, I don't know, somebody has cornered the market on sparks.
1: Run run reports back on JoinYAC.com. Yeah. Uh, Join uh, we have the reports.
0: What happens if you park your spark next to your bolt? <laughs> Does a fire ensue? <laughs> The Mitsubishi Mirage,
1: dad, which is the, as a used vehicle, has appreciated the most of all used vehicles so far this year. That's research from IC cars up over 50% in value from the beginning of this year. You can actually build one for $15,290.
0: Yes. And you could probably buy a a one or two year old used one for the same amount of money.
1: It's nuts. It's nuts. (laughs) I found a ton. A ton of Mitsubishi Mirages uh, for sale out there. Again, relatively speaking, here yes. more than like there's more than uh, the Kia Rio, for example. So if you are determined to find something under twenty thousand dollars, the Mitsubishi Mirage is certainly an option. The Hyundai Venue, Dad, nineteen thousand nine hundred and thirty-five dollars. The Hyundai Venue is new for the twenty twenty model year, and it's like a little SUV thing. I mean, it's yeah. not like the most strong or most aesthetically pleasing, but under $20,000 for a little SUV. I'm impressed with Hyundai coming in at that price point.
0: Yes. Um, my, and how many of those could you find? I found zero that were actually oh, there you $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and <laughs> this is, and and here's the, the real kicker to this. Huh. This is, this is MSRP. This has nothing to do with what the dealers are charging for them. Okay. Um, since, just about every car is selling for MSRP Plus, And I would imagine these cars that are virtually impossible to find, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 you know, if it's $20,000 $20, car, I wouldn't be surprised if they're adding $2,000 in additional dealer markup, charging a 10% premium to be able to buy one because where else are you going to go?
1: Yeah, completely agree. The last one on the list, dad, the Nissan Versa. Another nice subcompact car out there, $15,955. I wasn't able to find too many Nissan Versas out there. It was only like a a couple dozen in the United States that are actually for sale. So Nissan Versa is tricky to find out there. And it's just because Nissan hasn't been producing any.
0: Uh, You know, what I'm curious, is Nissan going to come out with a new model called the Nissan Visa? And we can have the vice Versa.
1: We, we could end up having the vice <laughs> versa. Yes. I, yeah.
0: I remember, I remember years and years and years ago. I guess in the uh, in the early eighties, they made a stanza, a Nissan stanza, and I was certain they were going to come out with the Sitsa. Sitsa, oh, because you're standing. yes, yes. So you could either you could either buy the Sitsa or the stanza. Yeah, I um, stanza. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be good
1: now. So, pops, final thing I wanted to touch on with you was. The IIHS small SUV is this a really you've got to be kidding me segment or are we just like disappointed in the
0: news like you tell me? Uh, you know it's 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 too sad to be a really you've got to be kidding me segment, and and the reason I say that is only one car out of I believe twenty got a good rating. Uh, many got an acceptable rating, rating, and there were a couple that got the well, whatever you do, don't even look at them rating. I mean, this a poor rating, um, but it it indicates that there are any number of manufacturers out there that are not investing as much money into the actual safety of their vehicles as perhaps they should be Uh, they're 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 not you know they're they're all looking to do evs right now and it's like well let's not worry about the structural integrity of our vehicles if they get hit on the side um and i believe the only one that got a good rating uh was the mazda cx-5 and and so it's it is a little disconcerting that that there are so many of these vehicles that just won't hold up that well if if they're if they're broadsided and
1: so let's let's hit on this really quick pop so I'm, i've got the iahs how the test Works segment a section pulled up on the screen in our original test a 3300 pound barrier with the approximate height of an suv hits the driver's side of a vehicle at 31 miles per hour They revised the test for this year. The new test is conducted at 37 miles per hour using a 4,180-pound barrier, which is more representative of vehicles that are common on the road today. As a result of these changes, the new test involves 82% more energy than the original test. So we have a new test that shows that essentially vehicles haven't been able to keep up with, even as they've gotten heavier, the safety requirements that we'd like to see, Mazda as you said, the CX-5 was the only one that uh, came in at good, acceptable, which is the uh, the next range down. Was the Audi Q3, the Buick Encore, Chevrolet Trax, Honda CRV, Nissan Rogue, Subaru Forester, Forester, excuse me, Toyota Rav4, Toyota Venza, and the Volvo XC40. Should I keep going, pops? Well,
0: uh, or or you just get to the poor. Um, well, with... let's let's head on marginal. I mean, okay,
1: people know. Chevrolet Equinox, Ford Escape, GMC Terrain, the Hyundai Tucson, and Jeep Compass, both the 2021 model years, Jeep Renegade, Kia Sportage, and the Lincoln Corsair all came in marginal. And then, yes, your poor performers that
0: were the Honda HRV and the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. So there are, at the very least. Two vehicles that, and one of them is a popular vehicle from a world renowned manufacturer that, that usually spends a lot of money on safety. Um, that, that, if I was a consumer, I would just absolutely take off my list. Um, you know, and, and if it's marginal, I, I'm not sure that would be on my list. Acceptable and good should be the only ranges that people uh, should look at. Uh, Because, you know, this involves your safety and the safety of your loved ones or whoever it is that might be in the car with you. And, you know, as vehicles keep getting bigger and bigger, then it becomes even more important that, that the side structural safety of these vehicles gets improved.
1: Viking Saint saying, while safety should be important, many cars that we considered topics five to 10 years ago would not do well today. Safety costs has to be adding to what we're paying. And I think what we're seeing here is that we're paying more as consumers, but not necessarily seeing it uh, reflected in the safety functionality of these vehicles.
0: Yes. I, and there are a lot of things that, that uh, you know, you find on vehicles today, like the backup cameras and, and things of that nature. And, and what you need to understand is that you know the manufacturers only do that because it's actually mandated by the government. It's not something where they go, "Hey, this would be good." They know it would be good, but they don't want to actually invest the money or spend the money to make it part of the car unless the unless the government says by this year you have to have this. Um, you know, and I and I you know I've been in the industry since nineteen seventy seven, so I've seen it for forty some years where. You know, the manufacturers will tout the things that they're now doing, but the only reason they're doing it is because, well, the government forced them to. So Pops, um, thank you for
1: that. And I and I agree with you. So we're here at the at the half hour. I'm gonna throw something out there. I see Christopher Dwyer here in the chat. He's been asking for help. Maybe this is a segment we can add to the end of our daily shows. And and if you're listening to the podcast, maybe a reason for you to tune into the live show. Let's answer a question here. Christopher's got a couple questions about a car deal. Let's see if we can help him out real quick. I have a deposit on a RAV4 XSE hybrid due to be delivered at the end of November. It was $2,000 above MSRP, but still the best I've found around here in New York City, where the base price is $5,000 above. My question is, the finance manager wants to contact me today for some reason. He asked me to fill out a finance application already. It's way too early for that. No. And we've got my question is that the car is to be delivered at the end of the month, but the finance manager wants to contact me today to fill out uh, (laughs) the finance application. What is your take on this, Pops? And for anyone who's waiting for delivery for a vehicle, what do you think?
0: Well, first of all, Christopher should go to his bank or his credit union and get pre-approved so he has uh, a better understanding as to what prevailing rates could be. Um, second, it's not that unusual for a dealership to want to get the credit information and get it called into the bank because credit approvals are typically good for 30 to 45 days. So it just, it, it's the beginning of the month, which is typically a slow time in the dealership. So the F and I manager is just being proactive and saying, "Let me get the information. Let me let me provide it to the bank. Let me get the approval, so I don't have to worry about doing this um, a couple days before the end of the month when this vehicle is due in when we're typically busiest." So that's not that uncommon. It's it's not that early, um, but the important part for Christopher is to get a pre approval somewhere else. So he, he can understand what prevailing rates are and be prepared for that. Nice job, Pops. Yeah, and we recently
1: last week on Friday with Miss Kimberly Klein talked about that as well. So go take a peek back at some of the recent videos about how to get the best uh, loan options possible, the lowest interest rate possible. There you have it. All right, pops. Another day, another uh, uh, you know daily news you can use episode in the books. I like helping people out. Maybe what we'll do is queue up some more questions for tomorrow's show towards the end as well. And if again, if you're listening to the replay of this later on today, send uh, join us live. We're live yeah. on YouTube. We're live on Twitch. We're live. Uh, 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 I think that's it.
0: No Facebook. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's all the places. Yeah, we're we're live on Skechers sneakers. We're everywhere. <laughs> And the YAA community forum, join
1: YAA.com slash community. Super active. Justice, thanks for being here. Space, thanks for being here. Kimberly and Igor and Melissa and and everyone that's a part of the community, thanks for being here. See you back on the community forum. And Pops, I'm looking forward to seeing you this upcoming weekend when I come down the shore.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to uh, to, uh, spending the weekend with you. I believe we might actually do a live stream Saturday night.
1: Can't wait to be with you, Dad. All right, I love you. I'll talk to you
0: later on today, and thanks for doing this.
1: Absolutely love
0: you too, Hanson.
1: See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening.
0: See you soon.